Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this week's episode, we're going to be covering the 1999 uh, movie, uh, Never Been Kissed. And as you may hear right now, I am not Peter. Peter is out on special assignment this week, so he's not going to be joining us. Uh, he may or may not be dealing with cobras and karate. I don't know. You guys go figure that out. Uh, today joining me is Allegra. Hello. And uh, this is not the first time Allegra's been on Postalgic. I know. I went from you... never being on to a lot. It's like I am finally being kissed. Wow, that's okay. That's a good. That's a good segue. That's very good. So, never been kissed came out in uh, 1999. I want to say it was April April 9th. So we're right around the anniversary right now. Yep. And the week of, and the thing that Peter and I w- were discussing as far as like what songs are number one of this week, because the Billboard chart starts on a Saturday, but the films usually come out on Friday. We decided to do the one of of that Saturday. So. This week's number one song is uh, No Scrubs by TLC. Now, Allegra, are you familiar with this song, No Scrubs? I don't want no scrub, scrub, na, 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 na. don't know the words. Yes, yeah. I know the song. You don't have to worry about it because I will play the song. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do that. It's okay. I never, I hardly, I shouldn't say never. I rarely know words to songs and I rarely know titles to songs, but I was a huge TLC fan. So therefore I am highly aware of no scrubs. It was the jam. Yeah, that was a really... Yeah, that was. You couldn't escape it. That was a great song. Yeah. So it was everywhere. Definitely. It was everywhere. So um and for for movie wise, um, for the week of April 9th, there were I guess three movies that I found that were fairly successful. Never Been Kissed is one of them. Uh the other one is Go. Do you oh, recall the movie? Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it though, but I know of it. I'm gonna tell you right now that you have. <laughs> you just don't remember it. Because we've seen it together probably two or three times, but that's okay. <laughs> this always happens. <laughs> um and uh twin ja- Twin Dragons with uh, Jackie Chan, which I may have kind of half seen. Okay. Do you even know about Twin Dragons? Hell no. Okay. I uh, mean, I should know because I do. You really dismiss Jackie Chan. Love. Like that? Uh-huh. I have a thing for Jackie Chan, uh-huh. even though I've not seen it, uh, much of his movies. It's just something about his personality that I really love, and also I tend. I'm a kid from the '80s, so how could I not love any kind of like? karate or martial arts or any kind of film like that so, so generally speaking i would probably see it but i just didn't see that so if you're a fan of like martial arts would you say that you're familiar with the karate kid and the karate kid saga yes and consequently possibly the cobra kai tv series on uh, youtube are we trying to do shameless plugs here right now i'm just trying to hey look i'm trying to help a, a brother out okay my buddy peter i haven't talked to him in a little bit and you know he's busy he's a busy man um just in case you guys don't know peter uh is part or maybe runs i'm not sure exactly he does so much right mm-hmm. but does a cobra kai companion 
um, podcast, uh, also on Core Ten Parts, and they're uh, revving up for the new season. Season two is coming out April twenty fourth. So there is a lot of work, and they they you know they do a lot of interviews on that podcast, and they actually got the three showrunners on, which is amazing. To do an interview. This is awesome, and it was a really good listen. If you guys get a chance to check it out, it's Cobra Kai Companion, and Companion spelled with a K. Um, and you know if you haven't got a chance to check out the show. Check Now's out your the show. chance, you guys. It's actually it's really good. Yep. I I was I would say I was like uh, gently nudged to watch by Peter, and, and I'm glad he did. And pleasantly surprised. I'm glad he I'm glad he did that because it's really it's really good actually. Yes. All right. But we're not here to talk about Cobra Kai. No. But we are gonna, here to talk about the 1999 release of uh, Never Been Kissed, starring Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. um, David Arquette, mm-hmm. Molly Shannon, uh, John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there Octavia Spencer's in there. Yep, Lily Sopieski. Lily, you know, I didn't. I recognized her, but I didn't recognize her. So I had to look it up. I'm like, oh wait, that's Lily Sobieski and uh, Miss uh, Jenna. Um, Jennifer, what am I saying here? James Franco's in this. James Franco, Jessica Alba, and Jessica Alba. Those are the ones that are kind of notable. There's a lot of other people that you may have like seen in other places, but I feel like, holy cow, this is like, this is a pretty big cast of names of people who like became kind of big bigger yeah. actors you know like as far as getting bigger roles or whatnot right or bigger projects i should say or famous projects um you know the one at, at this like year you know obviously drew barrymore because she's been around since she was a little girl in hot you know making movies but um uh, molly shannon would be the other one i would recognize you know what i mean right not like i wouldn't recognize john c Riley at this point but i didn't you know he didn't really hit it quite big yet right you know right so, let me start off with you Allegra. what did you think overall of this film well before i get into that i do want to recognize the fact that this was also under um drew barrymore's production company i believe flower productions or something like that she is a producer yeah yeah and so um shout out to women doing the damn thing drew was uh pretty young but she's been in the business since she's a child so she um, pretty quickly once she became an adult, got into the production aspect of things and um, created her own production company. So this fell under that. And I think that's amazing. I've always had a thing for Drew Barrymore. So there's that. I'm a big fan of Drew Barrymore. I feel like she's the only like decent thing of a recent movie we covered. I know. <laughs> if you're not discussed it, actually. So. I know. Um, so anyway, so she's she's I think, you know, she I think she well, obviously experienced enough, but. She does kind of have a certain like stage presence, you know, if you want to kind of use that term. Um, and she does kind of like dem- command the camera. You know right. what I mean? Right. And, and so and she's, you know, she's really good. But um, before you tell me what you think of this film, uh, I just want to kind of give a information as far as who directed and wrote this. So the director is Raja Gosnell, which I didn't really know that name and i guess he did a scooby-doo movie not 100 sure okay uh and writers are abby cone and mark silverstein okay so uh what did you think so with all the accolades we just gave drew barrymore i have to say that i am conflicted about this film drew is a pretty good actor like i consider drew barrymore a pretty decent actor i know that sounds disparaging but um it's not she ends up in a lot of these kind of romantic comedy type situations. Um, and she is good at doing physical comedy. She's really good at self-deprecation. And I really like that about her because she, um, I don't think she considers herself a comedian, but she is not afraid to kind of take 
things there. And I love that, you know, but I think that um, it was really uncomfortable at times to watch because of the fact that they were really playing up this, you know, you know, fish out of water or maybe nerdy uh, trope that they, you know, so so easily leaned on back in the 80s and 90s and and before and beyond <laughs> it's been around um, for a long time and they've yeah. been and it's been used in hollywood quite a bit and so they really played up that kind of awkward nerdiness of drew barrymore and really kind of um made her just ugh, I, there there were things about that that her character that just i it was really well, we can get in, we can we can get into it. I'm just kind of want to get an overall general idea of what you thought. Yes, that's, um, I was getting yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay, cuz cuz I know we're going to get into specifics. Correct. Oh yeah. Um so so what I'm basically saying is um that I just felt pretty uncomfortable for most of the movie and there were only a couple of moments where I was laughing kind of out loud or at least chuckling. But for the most part, I was kind of like, what the hell is going on here? So I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I, I do suffer from secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And this I had to watch in parts because I really was having a hard time just not being. It's just it's just something I, I go through and I have to kind of push through at times. And it's it's kind of weird, but it's a thing, you know. So I was having a hard time with the you're right. They really stressed her, you know, quote unquote nerdiness. And like so much so that the whole idea of some guy driving by and egging her, throwing eggs at her when she had a hideous prom dress on. I mean, just what? like, I know that they, there's a play on like the bullying, you know, that's kind of the theme too. nerd bullies. Uh, and then, you know, the comeuppance or whatnot and all those kind of things. Right. And the prom being like the epitome of the end of any high school related film. Right. Um, but that, I don't know, that was just so, so embarrassing and, and a lot of different situations she was kind of getting into. And even when she went back to school, let's do a synopsis real quick. Mm-hmm. She's a reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, not a reporter. I'm sorry. She's a editor. Uh, yeah. Copy editor. Copy editor. And she's the youngest one. She's 25 and, uh, their, their boss who apparently can just holler and fire anybody at will, which, you know, he owns the place. So I guess that's the deal. Uh, and basically got her to go undercover in high school to find out what these kids are up to and write a scoop scoop the other newspaper and find out what's going on so that's pretty much it so she goes back to high school at age 25 um enrolls and uh is trying to get in to f- get like any kind of information about kids in high school or whatever now i guess you, in chicago i'm not i'm not from chicago but I don't, i'm not sure if they just allow you to like enroll yourself into high school <laughs> At any old age, I mean. I mean, I guess birth certificate, uh, parents. I don't know. That's that might. You know, hey, whatever. I mean, this is like the um the Richard Gere parking in front of City Hall in San Francisco with n- plenty of parking. Right. <laughs> of you know that's kind of like that's what that is. Yes, unbelievable. Um, so there. So that pretty much starts off her her high school. You know, re-emerges into high school like senior year and dealing with like the popular girls and the popular guys and the like uh nerdy like kids and all that stuff and her basically being bullied again and having to basically relive what she dealt with in high school where she wasn't popular and in the midst of that she has a brother my did they ever mention if the brother was older 
He's younger, I believe. He's younger? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, if he's older, that means he's 26, 27. Right. Now the creep factor goes up even higher. Well, it's already creepy anyway. There's a lot of creep factors in this one. Yes. It is very uncomfortable. Besides the secondhand embarrassment, it is definitely a dated film. Mm-hmm. This would not fly now. Mm-mm. You know, so kind of keep that in mind. It's not necessarily something that I can see being made at this moment. Uh, without it being like a um, expose from like NBC or something like a real yeah, life MB- to catch expose. a predator, man. <laughs> Pretty much. This is this is there you go. This is like a ninety minute plus to catch a predator, right? <laughs> Except the predator gets the girl at the end. Yeah, which is oh, weird. It's so weird. That ending was weird. Anyway, so what? Let, let's talk about um, Geller is her last name, and I can't remember her first name for some reason. Josie. Josie. Duh. Josie and the Pussycats, of course. Yes. Um, Josie Geller, let's talk about her character a little bit here. Like, what what did you think overall about her? So, as you um, so um, efficiently um, said, stated, she is a nerd um, in the most '90s stereotypical way. She is always correcting people's sentences or grammar, I should say. She is. Um, very dressed very dowdy and kind of has this mousy brownish hair and um you know kind of just they tried to make drew barrymore look as plain as they possibly could right and i have to say drew barrymore's features are not plain she definitely has unique features you know what i mean so um josie i I empathize with josie and i think Here's where Drew Barrymore uh, really shines. She's really good, like I said, at self-deprecating. She's very good at making you feel relatable to her character. And so I did. I related to her character in a lot of aspects. I was definitely that kind of loner kid as a high school kid, junior high and high school. And so I related to her, you know, loner, kind of nerdy type person. But the the issue and I also under empathized with her because she was having basically like PTSD when she was going back to the high school. Oh, yeah. She kept flashing back to these terrible times when she was actually the correct age, correct high school age and was in high school. And so every time she experienced something as 25 year old Josie, she would flash back to 16, 17 year old Josie. And I just felt for her because she was so traumatized, you know? Yeah, it was. That was rough, man. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I get, I understand where they're going with this film. Also, you know, yeah, it, she was a relatable character in a sense, but I think that the situations were so. And again, being a movie and a you know, quote unquote comedy, like they they really were have to put her in like kind of ridiculous situations, you know. So there's kind of an extreme to what's going on, and mm-hmm. and I get that, but it just seemed like just, you're just torturing this girl. What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> you know, she was she the, the trauma. Yeah. Right. Because, again, you know, I know there's a big speech at the end about the importance of high school, you know, and for some reason, Josie at age 25 didn't quite get that until she had to relive high school, basically. Right. Um, And the thing is, that is true. It's high school is just the face of your life. And it's not really it's not really the cement like cement block that is going to be you. Right. It's not like the stamp that goes, boom, that's it. This is you and your experience forever. Now, some some people may still live in high school 
I'm not saying that they that doesn't exist, you know, or feel like they have to relive the glory days all the time. But that's not that shouldn't be the end of everything. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you, you go. You got it. Um, And high school, you know, it's it's importance is that that is the four years or however many years you spend in high school these days. That is the the years, the time of your life when you are growing out of childhood and going into early adulthood. So you're changing a lot. You're starting to open up out to the world and you're preparing to go out into the world, go to college, go to work, whatever you end up doing. And so that's where high school has its importance is that you're growing from childhood to adult. But other than that, it does not totally define you. Plenty of people have had horrible times in high school and come out and been really phenomenal people who transcended all types of adversities. There have been people who were the popular kids in high school and came out and became people that couldn't quite get a good start into adulthood and couldn't quite, you know, live those precious moments that they felt were super precious in high school. So I just really like, I, I don't really, sometimes I have secondhand embarrassment, but I don't, I don't yeah, like, don't. I don't normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I was fine. Uh, I won't say I was fine with, but I wasn't uncomfortable with the, the awkward. How do I say it? The awkward stuff was super awkward. I'm not saying I was impervious to it, but um, I wasn't. I didn't have to stop watching it. You yeah, know? no, I had to stop um, and then kind of re re back back to it or whatever. Right. You know. Tough um. It out. Yeah, and the thing that was the most traumatizing for me was when she got egged. When she flashed back to when she was egged on her prom night because she was so excited about the most popular boy finally asking her out to prom, and I knew, you know, you know, kids we, are trash. Yeah, we all kind of knew that was. We all knew that what this was leading to, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that was that was. It rough. was terrible. Yeah. Who throws eggs at people? That's just rude. <laughs> yeah, she was traumatized so much that when she had the other prom with the other popular guy, like he was pulling out a, fl- a flower for her, mm-hmm. and she was like flashing back to basically getting egged again. Yeah, she was that having was PTSD. Yeah. Man, they totally fucked with her in high school, and yeah. she was couldn't get over it until she ended up having to immerse herself, like you said. Yeah, relive back it, yeah. in Someone's like to high school, taking a second chance and see what. Now that aspect, I did, I did, I did like, you know, just like her you know mm-hmm. uh, J- uh josie i like josie you know um there's certain things in this movie that are like again cringeworthy not even for the embarrassment or my secondhand embarrassment but more so because they're uh statutory rapey i guess is the, uh, word, the term that yeah. you want to look is that the term i want to look for is yeah it's like i don't know how her like let's say her brother's 24 because he couldn't have been that much younger than her yeah they said 23 i think at okay some point. 23 yes a 35 year old arquette playing a 23 year old i, I mean, understand there's that. that well there's that in the fact that some of the kids in high school i'm like man that dude's five o'clock shadow is thicker than mine <laughs> how's he how's he in high school at least i, I find that they're fine in the recent like high school shows or or movies they're finding actors who are uh, like more age appropriate right right or definitely look like definitely look age appropriate like who's that actress from queen sugar who's like 100 years old but she looks like she's like still in high school yeah anyway so we're gonna keep going on that there's an actress who's like oh my god she hasn't changed in like 30 years no i know it's crazy crazy anyway um 
so the the parts that are like really really you know and it and it's not like the show doesn't tell you oh this is something because it becomes the like emphasis of the story that Josie has to get at the end you know which they kind of kind of rush towards at the last third of the film which is her teacher like making moves on her or flirting yeah. with her or getting a little too you know and he even said oh i'm your teacher i shouldn't have told you that when he's talking about yeah. how like she's gonna be like when she's older all the boys are gonna be mm-hmm. after her or whatever something to that effect and um so so he it's not like he didn't acknowledge that's the thing but then after that it's like leave her alone dude right but no you know what i mean right and even at the prom what the heck was gonna happen at the prom if she, if if that dog food thing didn't happen, right? Right. If Josie didn't tell her him on time, what was he gonna say? Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, yeah. I don't know. This is cringe worthy. And then um her brother coming in and like basically like having a sixteen year old like all over him or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the he kind of like deflected. He did at the end, you know, yeah. which was fine because I was worried that he wasn't gonna deflect. But uh, there was some. For a 90s movie, there was some recognition of the kind of creepiness of older guys looking at young girls. Like, I don't think that message was lost because there were moments where they would allude to it. Like, you know, Josie, Drew Barrymore's character was about to say, look, uh, brother, brother, you know, you're 23. This girl is 16, dude. Like, no, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I yes, she did bring it up. Like no, but um, because I don't know if he's supposed to be dense or really dumb or whatnot. But she's like, uh, she's sixteen. He's like, oh yeah, and a gymnast. That's not the point. That's not the point. But right. something kind of sunk deep inside his brain, you know. Plus, she was drunk at the time. She was kind of throwing herself at him at prom. I think she's been drinking. She said she was drinking. Or she somebody gave her some drinks. Oh, the girl? Was, the girl. Yeah. yeah. So there's that too. So there's that other aspect of it. But he let it, he's like, no, we're just going to dance kind of thing, which is right. totally fine. Exactly. Um, the wardrobe choice for the prom, inappropriate. Inappropriate. At any age, I would say. Sure. For him, I would sure. say. Yeah. Sure, sure. Put some pants on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is uh, they did this thing of, you know, Drew Barrymore was, of course, you know, being courted by this boy who was younger than her too. There's that but too. But what yeah. I noticed is that they never did a scene where the two kissed, which I thought was interesting. So it was some sort of like th- until, um, yeah, I don't even think they kissed. No, they didn't. And, Here, and here's the, the, the guy. The uh, gosh, now I can't remember his, his the character's name. Um, but he, um, he guy guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said his name as I was talking about how I did not remember his name. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. That's like a new low for me. Even for me. Uh, guy. Well, I didn't remember till just now. Like, wow. I didn't. I wasn't looking it up. I just kind of was sitting here. I was like, wait a minute. His name is because I was replaying. Is it Billy? No, Billy was the her high school dude. No, it's. Oh, it's Guy. Oh, God. Anyway, so Guy. Um. For all the the kind of crappy, like for instance, well, I don't understand the animosity with Lily Sobieski's character. Right. For a second there, when they drove up and he was like calling her out and being really rude, I'm all like, is that like her older brother or something? Because I feel like that's some crap like your siblings do to you because you know your siblings can be dicks to you, siblings can be dicks to each other or whatever. But I didn't really. I, I'm like, why is this like a thing that's so? 
Anyway, it's, and I it's thought a, I thought they had a thing before. Like maybe he liked her at some point, maybe, and then yeah. he turned when he got popular. He turned her, that, and that seems like on her. I mean, now I wonder if that was some a direction they were going to go, but they changed their mind on that because mm-hmm. it seems like that that kind of behavior comes from somewhere. It's mm-hmm. not just I'm going to be extra rude to you and all that. And um, yeah. So I, I anyway, but besides besides that, I guess he was not necessarily. Um, he wasn't like a dirtbag, you know, in that. I mean, he was a dirtbag by being a bully and rude. And, and I don't know what the whole agenda against Lely Sobieski's character. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, I think is her name. Right. Or Aldis, Aldis. Yeah. Um, is that he didn't push himself on, on Josie. Right. You know, he was telling her he liked her. He thought she was like different than anybody else. That kind of stuff. Right. And he actually did take her to the prom and all that. And when they had that one party and they were in her, her room. Which is hilarious. <laughs> just like. Like she kept trying to fold the pictures decorative. and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, he, you know, telling her he liked her, whatever. And they didn't. You're right. They didn't kiss. And I think she was expecting that. And I'm like, oh, now that's creepy too. On the other exactly. end, now we flip it. Now you're being a creep. Exactly. You know. Um. And then they, but he walked away or whatever. It's like, oh, you know, thanked her for. <laughs> I love how they're thanking each other for like going to prom together. Right. I thought I that was, was kind of like, funny. That's cute. <laughs> um. Before I forget, the biggest atrocity of this film is the, um, and this is something that I, I think I, like it made me like want to sh- scratch my eyes out, is there could not be, there were way too many throw pillows on her pillow in the first scene. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, why? Why are there 50 pillows on your bed? Where do you sleep? I was cringing at the hair and makeup. Hair and makeup was Terrible. Yeah. Oh God, they really did a they, they really did a number on her. Oh my God, the '90s were terrible. And the outfits only, were terrible. Not only that, but it was like they, they did '90s, but they had to they had to like right. You had to make make her like tone her down like mm-hmm. way way down and make her really really dowdy, right? So yeah, and then that whatever sweater dress she was wearing as she was throwing those pillows, I was like, wow, this whole scene is terrible. Needs to be erased from my memory. <laughs> but also the hip and happening outfits were terrible to me, like. And I remember those outfits, man, like the barrettes in the hair and the freaking Jennifer Aniston version haircuts and the the sheer top with the bold bra underneath. Oh, my God. I was like, we just thought we looked so flipping. I was in my 20s in the 90s. We thought we looked so flipping cute. Looking back at that garbage, I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Uh, so okay, let's go into her work. Let's let's split her work in high school. Wow, work in high school, right? <laughs> like a, a life. What did you think of um? Well, John C. Riley's character and then Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon plays uh, it wasn't Anita, was it? I'm trying. It to is think. Anita. Oh, it is Anita. Oh, look at me, I'm good. And John C. Riley played Gus, and that he was the editor of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like. She has to get the story or his job's on the line too. I'm like, Which I thought was trash. I was like, what kind of, what kind of, how do they run this paper? No Thanks, wonder Gary that, Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I was just saying, no wonder newspapers. No, never mind. Anyway, right. so um, uh, Anita's character. So what did what did you think of her? Um. So, man, I really love Molly Shannon, and I really loved the relationship she had with. Josie, it was all about accepting, right? Like neither of them were too hypercritical of each other, which I really loved. 
And then they threw randomly Octavia Spencer in there, which I'm like, what? Um, I thought they were not going to give her a line until she got a line. Like, you know, the first scene where they're having lunch or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, is she just going to nod the whole time? Are they right. going to give her lines? What's happening here? And I know. She got to say like a couple things a or couple, whatever. two, three things. So anyway, um, I really liked Anita. And I'm glad that her and Gus at the end kind of got together because you could see that coming like 20 feet away. Oh, God, that was <laughs> telegraphed. <laughs> Um, yeah, I liked Molly Shannon. She was just the right amount of goofy and cute and like funny. And, you know, she was the kind of sex positive, um, kind of free loving type. And I really like that. Yeah, she's good about, um, talk about embarrassing moments, right? She's good at that. But for some reason, when I watch her, I don't get like the secondhand embarrassment. Just maybe I've seen her enough, enough, enough skits, you know, in like Saturday Night Live or, you know, like Superstar superstar which i watched right um uh and you know where she did the whole like sex education like presentation or whatever yes. and i'm like first of all why are you showing up to high school they, they for a high school let me rewind i didn't know they had metal detectors at white high schools i guess that's the thing i, know. I was like what well there are some black kids there and, so yeah. yeah but it's not a, <laughs> and anyway. it's chicago right yeah but it's a white high school is what i'm saying <laughs> right the majority of kids were white am i right. wrong in saying this no you're not. okay so they have metal detectors and they were pretty like strict about what goes in their school. Anybody can just waltz on in though. Because Molly Shannon was like roaming the she hallways. Waltz in to have lunch with Josie. Where were they gonna have lunch? At the cafeteria? What? Come on now. Yeah, you're gonna have some coleslaw. Right, that terrible coleslaw. Oh my god. I have issues with coleslaw to begin with, but that was just horrible. Ugh. I don't I don't want to be the king of coleslaw. I'll let uh I'll let, let her brother uh, do her brother do that. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, anyway, where was I going with this? So that sex education scene was pretty funny. I had to like, you know, cause again, there was, there was, I think it, in this movie, because it is dated. Um, and there are certain things, for instance, I think the, the, the theme at the end of this was like, you know, wreck or scratcher for me. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, but there were some moments that were, like you say, you know, she's sex positive. She like, obviously likes Gus and you know, was dropping hints and Gus was like not trying to not trying to hear it. Maybe he just couldn't hear over like his terrible outfit choice because those suits were very terrible fitting. Yes. Um, but like he finally got it in the end. But uh, I, I would say that I liked her character. I think just enough. Right. Because you can have her and she'll take over the freaking thing. Sure. So you got to be careful with that in these sense because it's not her movie. It's Josie's movie. Right. Um. And I don't know. So I guess that's as far as the work relation. The other thing is her um her handler <laughs> in mm. the van. By the way, Black Lightning. I know. I was like, holy crap, what's Black Lightning doing I here? I know. Chris Williams. He I doesn't. Know. By the way, he looks like he's two uh, two days older than he was. Yeah, now. exactly. I know. He just has a beard now, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference here? <laughs> um. So let's back up to Gus for a second because he depicted the beleaguered, highly stressed uh, yeah. editor really well. Who just yells? He he pretty much just yells. <laughs> but I think he was in fact really paying attention to Molly Shannon because he oh, okay. would every so often drop the oh you're not going out with so and so in um in op ed or, or op ed yeah. By the way, 
What was his outfit choice? Oh my lord! Okay, uh, he's been in like other. I know he's been in a bunch of other movies too. To me, I feel like he was like uh like stuck in the eighties, and he's at the Regal Beagle, like getting a drink, trying to pick up somebody. <laughs> That's what he looked he like to did. me. Right? Yeah. His shirt was open it, ever it was, so obnoxiously. Oh, yeah, with the ever so obnoxious it, gold chain. It was not subtle. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Gus was paying attention to Molly Shannon. Okay. He was right. just trying to play it like, I don't care. I'm just talking smack, you know? Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that now. I didn't, I was, <laughs> maybe Molly Shannon did like, uh, I just was not really paying attention to, uh, Gus. <laughs> right. Cause you were too busy being highly embarrassed by Josie and that oh, overly nerdy, uh, depiction that they were making her do. So let's go into the high school career. Uh-huh. Um, because there's a couple of things, and this is kind of like the for formula, right? This is like the tropey stuff, like uh nerdy girl in a nerdy group, or has a friend, or a new girl has a friend with a new nerdy per girl or whatever, and they're really cool, and then somehow she gets in with the cool girls, and of right. course she leaves her nerdy friend behind. Of course. And uh all those things happen, right? And uh so I, I like like there's certain aspects to that that you got to kind of take with a grain of salt. You're like, okay, this is kind of what they do. This is a high school movie. This is what you do, right? Um, but it's like for someone at age 25 going into high school, it seems like you want to show how ridiculous that stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what they were, you think they were going for? And Because I didn't really quite get that. You know what I mean? It's almost like she's living in the moment of being like in high school all over again and dealing with those feelings she had before and whatever. And until her brother shows up and kind of helps her get popular, she becomes popular. But it wasn't anything like... I don't know if it was shining a spotlight on how ridiculous it is. I'm just seeing it as ridiculous because it's 2019 and I'm watching this movie now. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I don't think they were shining a light on it at all. I think the point of what they were doing was showing that Josie never quite got over the trauma that she had in high school. So when she got thrown into high school again, she immediately went back to those feelings that she had because she never came to terms with them you know so they were kind of low-key doing this kind of psychological analysis of Josie um, forcing her to deal with her issues and her trauma you know of Mm -hmm. being Josie Grossie or Grossie Josie you know Um, so I don't think they were shining a light on the the um, absurdity of high school at all I think they were purely um, putting us in Josie's shoes and having us experience everything that she was experiencing, you know, and even so far as putting that stupid camera so we can really be in her shoes. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they were doing that. I I do like once she was in high school and she didn't have the camera. I do like how. (laughs) At her job, they're like, it's like soap opera hour. Everybody's at the... I that was know, actually really, that was that was so a cute, really funny scene. And it was like, I love how they were like all... um Like invested. They're all... Yeah. And they had their popcorn and... <laughs> to the point where they got to the to the prom scene and like she ripped off the camera and everybody's like freaking out. That, yeah. That the they're feed, like, ah, oh, man. The feed was gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was some... There's some... There's some funny bits in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, uh, And I... The... Okay. I don't know. I guess I didn't really hang out with the cool kids because I didn't realize that the cool girls choreographed their dancing at Ozumatli concerts. <laughs> I was going to bring up the Ozumatli concert because that and also that was the embarrassment for me is um, um, when she went up on stage when Who else she rough? was 
so awkward. Like the outfit was awkward, and she was chilling with the Rastafari, and they were eat. She was eating the cake. Oh my god, that whole scene was like, what the hell is going on? And why are these girls choreographed? You know, have a choreographed dance number in front of Azamali, who's not paying two cents of attention to Yo, those girls. Shout out to Azamali for at least getting paid for this film. Yes, uh, I wish the, they would have gotten more for it than they probably did. I don't know what they got. They but were a big deal. Remember them? I remember, yes, I do. I, I absolutely do, them. Madame. Yes. Um. Uh. And it's it's funny how like they're playing a show. And there's like all kinds of space in front of the stage for these three girls to do their choreographed number. <laughs> like nobody else wants to be up close. You're like, listen to these guys. I know. It was so awkward. Anyway, it's, it's like totally, it's a total like, total movie trope, like band, like a real band playing in your movie kind of thing. You know, yeah. like, like it's a, you know, anyway. Like, yeah. So that was, yeah, that, that was embarrassing. Yeah. That one killed me. I was like, I, I don't know if I can make it through ah, this That scene. was one of my stopping points. And I have to stop and watch and later. The pink boa and she's uh, doing this crazy what's she doing with the stuff boa oh it was terrible i was just like and azamatli did not kick her off the stage they just kind of like kept dancing or they kept got, doing their performance because they got paid by the production company <laughs> to be on stage and finish finish the song <laughs> they're like we can't kick the boss off the stage that's one of the, i like that that's like one of their their um songs i like on that album too mm-hmm. by the way yeah mm-hmm. azamatli was dope I feel like I, we need to get like download their albums again and get sure. back into them because okay. I was like, oh, I remember this song. Yeah, Wait, Asamali was huge. <laughs> um, they were a thing, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Alisa they were Chicago, huge when Alisa, you and I met. Yeah, at least at least at least huge in Chicago underground scene <laughs> for high schoolers <laughs> and high school teachers because the teacher was there. <laughs> right. What about the teacher's girlfriend? She was kind of she was lame. horrible. She was horrible. She's like, um, I'll let you get this like thing that you like out of your system. Music, this music thing that you like. I have a season pass to the Met. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was super tropey. Like, how ter- much more terrible can this girlfriend be? Mm-hmm. Which would then make him really find Josie yeah. attractive, you know? Yeah. Plus her writing, Josie's writing is a 25-year-old's writing. <laughs> right? I mean, no matter how good her, no matter how good her writing was when she was like in high school, really in high school, like seventeen, eighteen, or whatever, or sixteen, she's twenty five now, and so she's writing as a twenty five year old. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but somebody who's like in a field that has to deal with writing, words, and writing, li- and things. literacy, <laughs> literacy. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so, yeah, he's falling for her because as a twenty five year old writer talking to you you know what i mean i mean that's the only way that i had to reconcile it is that she because his thing was you seem older than you are josie right and and gus was right like that's a freaking story he's hitting on a little girl that was quote unquote. no that's real that was a story you're you right know? gus and the boss were right about that and mm. i know she's all like oh but no you're you're technically 17 or whatever mm. and you're scratch that i don't care if you're 18 that's your teacher yo right that is your teacher even if you're in a, and i know this i don't know how loosey-goosey it is in universities i don't know that you know i don't know what the policies are for these things but a, a professor shouldn't date his fucking student either. Yeah, because there's uh, there's a balance. Of, I'm sure it does. I'm just yeah. saying, but there's a power dynamic that yeah. is that makes this already unequal. You know, um, and so with with that said, 
it was he was not right for doing any of this stuff nope you know what i mean but he gets to like run down the stairs and kiss her in the end yeah. which i'm like the reconciliation of this whole film just went from uh, zero to a hundred yo i was like you know what i don't because i couldn't i mean i watched this before years ago mm-hmm. i meant to ask you like mm-hmm. you know and i think we watched it like when it came out on dvd yep. or whatever right we did so 2000 let's say we yeah. saw this um and i you know of course back then i'm I think there were some cringy parts and we remember them from back then. I just don't remember it being that cringy until I saw it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why does he get to be like, quote unquote, rewarded mm, for his actions, for his actions? Because mm-hmm. really, he was being a creepy teacher to a student that he had no business talking to like that. You want to know why he was rewarded? Because he was nice and he is cute. OK, that's why. OK, because he. <laughs> OK. I mean, because he looked like a because com- he looked like a combination of Wayne Gretzky and Tony Hawk. <laughs> is that why? Is that why he was rewarded? Is that why? He did have that kind of Tony Hawk ish quality, didn't he? Wayne Gretzky, Tony Hawk. Okay, if they had a baby. That would be him, Mister Creepersoid. <laughs> yes, um, um, I I did not that. Like the movie could have been salvaged. That just did not, that just threw it in the gutter for me. It's like, oh, we can actually, no, that, I would have been fine if she didn't, if dude didn't show up. And thing was, he was so deeply insulted uh, that she was 25. He was like, I don't even know you. Yo, and I was like, wait, were you, but cool you were 17? cool that she was a teenager? Right. That's You're kind okay of, with that? Yeah, the way. if it were me, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Because I was really falling for you and I can't do that because that's just terrible and wrong. But no, he was like, I don't even know who you are anymore, Josie. I was like, what? Yeah, I think that message was like not the right one. No, no. I think the whole thing was lost, lost in that dialogue. Like, I'm like, why did y'all write it like this? Like, yeah, you're right. He was like, um, the problem here is that you lied to me and you're really 25. I find 17 year old honest Josie hot. I find 25 year old pretending to be 17 year old Josie a not a liar. <laughs> you're and a liar. A deceiver. And no, you know, the only way you can get back into my good graces is to write an article that says I love you and tell me to meet you on the <laughs> mound. By the, way, mound. by the way, that team has no business being in the championship because they use a 23 year old <laughs> to right? get to that position in the first place. So there's I'm calling shenanigans on a whole lot of them. All of I them. I mean, by by um your admission though, if he had been Dominican <laughs> or <laughs> what? He would have. You would have never known that he was twenty three years old. You oh, know. I'm like, wait. Can you make that joke? <laughs> anyway. Um. I mean, uh, it's, it's it baseball standards. Is what baseball I'm standards. The, the international baseball standards. Well, yes. More like a certain area of of the world baseball standards. Like if it came from the country I was born in, he could have been seventeen or twenty eight. You don't know. <laughs> With the birth certificate, you don't know. You don't know. You just hope that he's on the younger side and he gives you like a long career. I know exactly. It lasts a few seasons. <laughs> All right. Enough being racist to labor. Stop that. Um, so whatever happened to Lily Zobieski? Because she what was around for happened? a minute there. She yeah, was she in was, some things. She was in this one movie where uh, her parents were like evil or something. It was really good. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you. That's like okay. as generic as it is. Like nice. totally generic. Yeah, like nice. why are you even bringing this up? Anyway, she was, I think she's a decent actress. She was good. Yeah, I liked um, her. I liked her character, you know. Yes. Like, um, and you know, again, there were smart kids, and they were like, they already knew what was up. I did, I did appreciate um, Josie blowing her cover so that she can like 
like Savor not have yeah because from embarrassment and we come on why now. i guess the whole thing is like why take pleasure in doing those kind of things you know and i know that josie had that whole speech and everything and i'll be honest if she just left it at that left the speech at that and realized that i had a crush on this guy who's a teacher i'm 25 and i lied to him and he went off and moved to new york and I leave it at that you know just mm-hmm. lesson learned let's let's keep it moving. i know that's not kind of like how then Hollywood it wouldn't wants. be called never been kissed it'd be like i had a crush on this teacher and no it gone. still would have been never because because he never got kissed oh that's true Right. It's, it, it should have been like called never been kissed still. You know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> and then you can have a sequel and <laughs> call it now I'm kissed legally. <laughs> legally kissed is the name of the next one. <laughs> she goes she goes undercover to a college. <laughs> right. Exactly. Pretends to be a 22 year old Jeez. when she's 27. And there you go. And there you go. Uh, um, anyway so what do you let's uh, uh go ahead you have something to say here the final thing i want to mention is uh how did they get inside the car to then move the car into the middle of the football field and side note the band was poorly playing the simpsons theme music which i thought was very interesting um but yeah i was very intrigued by the idea of these guys get breaking into josie's car and then moving it as a joke like what that was weird it was weird to me that's one of the like um i don't know i guess it's a tropey thing too it's like oh look they're they're, they're doing a prank on you because you're new mm-hmm. what that seems like a lot of effort and energy a for lot. what exactly and time when and did they do this on lunch period not only that but you gotta have some kind of like i don't know you gotta be kind of smart to do this i guess i don't know they didn't seem eh, whatever i don't know i don't i, don't, I, I don't was know. confused but anyway. I'm very confused with that, too. It's like, y'all, that's too much energy. Just leave it alone. Yeah. So I have the ratings up if that's what you were going to. Well, on IMDb, it is six out of ten. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have the rotten uh, tomato? Fifty five percent. Fifty five percent. So they're very close. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is like possibly the closest I've that I've was well, since I've been doing this with Peter that the scores have been for IMDb and yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, it is 55 on the reviewer and it's 69% on the audience score. Mm. So a lot more. So now where would you put this? So, man, I, I guess I'm cool with the 55% um, because I don't hate it. There were good elements in this film. There were comedy wise, there were some good moment there were some kind of heartwarming-ish moments too right but i think the overall thing is the ending right yeah and i and i feel like to compare it with another movie that we reviewed that was similar to this which was um she's she's all all that that. she's all that um i really liked the tropey nerdy girl version of she's all that as opposed to the tropey nerdy girl version of never been kissed but I like the, I sort of like the way that they dealt with Josie in this movie a little more better than they dealt with the girl. And I don't know. It, those two movies to me, like, I don't, wouldn't watch She's All That again. I wouldn't watch Never Been Kissed again. Let me just be honest. Okay. But there's something about Never Been Kissed that makes it not feel as, um, Weird. You know, I think it's a better film if you look at it there just from a film perspective, if you're talking about just the way that it was kind of handled in the writing. Because the script and never and she's all that was not good at all. No. Um, but the I think the ending to wrap it up in 
she's all that at least made more sense and to me was like okay i get it Mm -hmm. you know of course tropey the girl takes him back right right the ending of this one one is very is very uncomfortable uh because you're right the message that the teacher got was the complete wrong one and then he comes back like oh i'm coming back coming back for you now Ah," and just like all excited or whatever right uh so that that i was like and motherfucker was late how are you gonna be late and have her be hell of embarrassed for a few seconds standing there on the mound? Because he was packing bags at a very slow rate and missing <laughs> the newspaper article like fifteen times, Allegra. That's <laughs> why, okay? Cut, 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 cut the inappropriate teacher some slack. And who drops a microphone, Josie? <laughs> okay, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. I was too busy being traumatized by throw pillows. <laughs> I would give four out of ten. Okay. Yeah, four out of ten. It's, and the four is all the good kind of I think writing decisions they made. Yes. The negative six to make it four out of ten is like that ending. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the cringiness of it and stuff. Yeah, just that kind of really hamming up how awkward Josie was. And the school district's lackadaisical, uh, (laughs) like like when it comes being very lackadaisical when it comes to like enrolling rando people <laughs> exactly to like their school any, district like i can go to chicago now and relive my high sure. school years yeah, why not <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well well allegra thank you for joining me um again uh our our uh main boss man peter the the boss of potstalgic is on a special uh assignment assignment right now so he's not yelling at us currently or wearing ill footing clothing so that's nice he, he doesn't have a stick that he like slams on our desk to make right. sure that we podcast faster or better exactly. <laughs> anyway um so he is on he is on a special assignment so you know he'll be back soon enough um again very busy for him check out cobra kai if you can Allegra, where can we find you out here in these uh internet streets so um when you... you're when you know where do you groove to ultimately Oh, where do I groove to Azamatli? Um, uh, here in the Twitterverse uh, at color underscore history of. Um, yeah, let's talk some Azamatli because whatever happened to those guys? Well, you um, know, th- there's um, uh, they're they were playing with other bands too. You know, they're mm-hmm. like it's like I was a conglomerate. It was like it's almost <laughs> like a coalition of different artists that were doing different things. So right, you know, and and I think they only had one album, if I'm not mistaken. They possibly had two, maybe. Um, but they, you know, I think it's for a group that big, it's hard to put them, kind of keep them all together. Keep them together, yeah, yeah, Unless yeah. they hit it so big that they're like out in the stratosphere or whatever. Right. You know? Um, and then I'm also hovering around in the, the podcast group, Core Temp Arts in, in Facebook. So, um, those are the two main places that if you were to reach me, you could reach me there. Also, I, and I am on Twitter at Pape Elefante, that's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And um, if you want to check on uh, Facebook, to, uh, besides the uh, the Cortez Parts group, there is a Potstalgic and Friends group you can ask to join. You can join uh, us there, too. Um, and again, you know, uh, thanks again to to Peter. He's again, he's a really busy guy. He's besides a new baby. Cobra Kai is coming out. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. He's out there wrangling cobras, basically. You know, he like he's trying. Cobras. So, you know, like shout out to to Peter. He has his little baby in one hand and a wrangling a rope, device. A rope, yeah. And the other. <laughs> to try and wrangle some cobras. <laughs> All right, everybody. On that note, I think I'm getting punchy here. Allegra, thank you so much once again. You're very welcome. Everybody once out again. here, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to an original Cortem Parts Network production. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.